Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. I'm Reed. And unfortunately, it's just a little dynamic duo today. Mo is still on his little girls trip with his mans. Lost at sea. We're not really sure. (laughs) But she is out enjoying the beautiful Palm Springs and just living that very La Quinta. She, she She was running around Kyle's neighborhood, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, literally in Kyle Richards' neighborhood, which is wild. I, we, we, I think we told our listeners that we would all the Trace Amigas would be back this week, and uh, I think I cursed it by saying that. You know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna promise. <laughs> I'm not gonna promise that the Trace Amigas will finally be back next week, and by not promising. I think it'll actually happen. So let's yeah, let's happen. knock on wood. <laughs> Let, ho- hopefully, hopefully it happens. But we have a lot to discuss today. We are talking girls trip. We're talking New Jersey. We're talking pump rules. And then we've got some things to talk about in our That's My Opinion segment. So without further ado, let's get into That's My Opinion. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about with That's My Opinion is this whole Billy Lee there's a lot going on in the pump rules world, as there always is. But Billy Lee, we've got Ariana with scene with a new man at Coachella. And then we've got Tom and Ra- Rachel <laughs> at the same wellness resort that the Orange County ladies went to back in what? I think like it was like season like fifth, no, 14, maybe um, where Shannon got the dong <laughs> hit on her head by Kelly Dodd. How'd that feel? Good. Except one of them hurt. It really hurts, Kelly. I think I hit it hard. You hit it hard. This is all crazy. Reed, you've watched Pump Rules for a while now, too. So, you know, you're, you're familiar with Billy Lee. She yes, really we were just talking quiet. about her recently, right? We were like, what happened to Billy Lee? I, um, I remember, I don't remember what season she was on. I want to say, was it four or five? I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like five. I want to say it was like the five, six, seven era. Like, like, yeah, she was a hostess at Sir, right? At Sir. Yep. And when she inevitably left the show, she kind of, I think she kind of claimed transphobia and stuff, which I don't yeah. really think I believe. I mean, the Vanderpump Rules cast is a lot of things, but um, homophobic, transphobic, I don't think so. They live in West Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, pr- I the mean, Pride they, episode was always the biggest episode of the season every year. Exactly. I don't think. And I think it was just um, yeah, she was trying to get something. She was trying like, you know, everyone has the everyone has their Hail Mary on reality television trying really, to like yeah. get, get a storyline going show so bad. And it wasn't really fitting. And, and she still does. Clearly, she's like trying to get it. Exactly what I was about to say, Zach. This whole statement she released. So, long story short, it, Billy Lee released a statement on Scandaval this last week, as if it, it. We were all waiting with bated breath for Billy Lee's t- commentary. By the way, I was waiting for it like a State of the Union of Bravo. Like I, like yeah, please. The so long and short of it was like. I'm getting a lot of heat for staying friends with Sandoval. I'm friends with both Sandoval and Ariana. I'm allowed to be friends with both of them. A real friend doesn't, you know, abandon their friend when they've done something wrong. They just hold them accountable. I've let Sandoval know that I don't approve of what he's done, but I'm also going to be here to support him. But it honestly did feel like, I think, you know, her intent was to be like, I'm on both of their sides. But the message was very much defensive of Sandoval. And at one point she was like, it looks like Ariana's doing much better. So I'm happy. It was like, it looks like she's doing fine. So I have, babe, I have not seen you leaving Ariana's house comforting her. I did not see you on that day with like bottles of wine, making sure that she was okay with Sheena and Kristen and Katie. Like I did not see you anywhere near anywhere, but I've seen you with Sandoval. And then that whole statement was like Sandoval, Sandoval. Like it's just, it was just super weird. And I like, I hated every single part of it. And I, I don't near need her anywhere near my TV. Yeah, we don't care. We really don't give a fuck. And then someone pointed out that Ariana doesn't even follow Billy Lee. And I'm not sure if that has always been the case or if she unfollowed Billy Lee after that statement was posted. But clearly, you know, you're acting like you're close with both of them and that this has been really hard for you. <laughs> but Ariana doesn't even follow you on Instagram. I like and your statement, you don't even have 
you're, you're all you could say about Ariana was it looks like she's doing better. Like, so you clearly don't talk to her. No, you don't. And it's just like, we didn't need a statement, girl. Please move on. Speaking of Ariana, she was spotted with a very, very attractive man at Coachella. Yeah. They look is- very close and intimate. And you know what? I want to say good for her. Well, Go it's a full her. circle moment, isn't it? Because wasn't like the initial rumor was that Raquel and Sandoval had their first kiss at Coachella. Well, I'm not sure about that because I know that in the beginning of the season, it was that Schwartz and her made out at Coachella, but Schwartz was like, well, I wasn't even there. And then everyone was like, oh, it was, it was a Tom, but it wasn't Tom Schwartz. It was Tom Sandoval. But then I think some other news came out that it wasn't either of them. It was someone else. Maybe I, I'm trying to figure out when the exact m- moment was. I just, and we posted it on our Instagram, but all I can hear is Lisa Vanderpump or uh, Eileen Davidson going, is that when the affair started? Was that when it started? Was that when it was? Cause that's- is that when the affair started? Was that when it was? Was that when it was? was? Cause that's like every time I'm just like, when did this like actually like when go down? And like, we'll get into it in our pump rules recap because this episode was very like, chilling with like revealing revealing with what is going down but back to ariana really quick i do want to just say like i hope that she's just i hope that she's just having fun like i don't want i hope that she's not jumping into like another relationship i don't think after a nine-year relationship i think you need to like especially the way it ended i think you need to like let live live a little you know and i hope she's just having a good time he was hot you're at coachella it looked so much fun i just want the best for her and i just want her to like leave this scummy like i was watching pump rules last night my brother walked in and he was like that guy looks like really like grimy doesn't he and i was like mm-hmm. yeah he looks like a pedo right now like with the yeah. mustache and the long hair tom sandoval and so i just hope that she's getting good sex i hope that she's living her best life and you she's, know she's, she's ashley darbying it you know like Ashley, had Ashley I love, she I had love the, the I couldn't really <laughs> verb that. You know, she Ashley had Luke and it wasn't serious. I mean, it was, but then they were like, you know what? It's too soon. It's too fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's probably happening with Ariana. Like, even if she does really like this guy, I just feel like they're not going to like be in it for the long haul because it's just too soon. It's too fresh. And I think, I think she should just have fun. Go like, go get dick down, go have fun. And he's, a big step up from Sandoval. He's he was hot. Oh yeah. Well, she can pull way hotter than Sandoval. She can she's pull. Gorgeous. She can pull. She's gorgeous, and she's just gotten better with like age, in my opinion. Like I, I think feel she, like she just hasn't like uh, this is gonna maybe come across. Um, I need to be careful how I say this. I feel oh, like God, Ariana. Up, she's starting. <laughs> she was always gorgeous. I feel like she was like hotter in the earlier seasons, and I think like she got comfy with Sandoval and just stopped kind of putting. I just feel like she's not been firing off on all cylinders, like as the smoke show that she really is. And I feel like now that she's single, it's like revenge bot era, that dress she wore. It's like, I think she's like found her mojo again. Like she's, she's like, oh yeah, I'm hot. I should like dress like it. Like, I feel like she's yeah, finally kind I of like agree, Reed. I feel like the sweatpants I, era, <laughs> you know? I feel like she got into like her relationship comfortability. Yeah. She's always been hot. She was really hot back in the day. And now like post Sant post scandal she looks fucking amazing she's booked and fucking busy she uh, she was on comedy central she's got a lifetime movie she's gonna be on dancing with the stars she's got a new man at coachella getting dick down in the desert new she looks sickening her. opening like, a sandwich shop with katie opening a sandwich shop with katie i can't wait to go to that fucking sandwich shop like i'm just like i'm so happy for her and you know what this is coming from someone who wasn't the biggest fan of Ariana. Like I I know everyone like loved her and like, I never really like was like obsessed with her. And now I'm just like, fuck Sandoval. Yeah. Ariana, I'm in your corner. I got you. I got you, babe. And I'm just happy for her. I think she looks great. And then Rachel and Sandoval were at Miraval and uh, uh, it got leaked to the press that they were at this wellness resort, not at, a mental and inst- <laughs> what did they say? What did they initially say? What was the initial headline that like Ra- uh, Rachel t- like checked like a rehab facility, a I rehab thought. facility almost. Yeah. And it's actually just like a wellness retreat. And Sandoval wrote this. It's another Billy Lee situation. I don't need this big, huge statement from y'all. 
No. Like, shut the fuck up, please. And, like, obviously, I'm sure Bravo's pissed at him over that TMZ interview last week. And then uh, Schwartz did one this week. So it's like, I know the Toms are in hot in the hot seat right now with Andy. Like, he's They're like, in hot water. Well, did you see? Watch What Happens Live last night. It was uh, Michael Rappaport and Sheena. And a viewer question asked Sheena what they're going to do about this. You know, how is the friend group going to move forward? And she's like, they're going to film their scenes and we're going to film our scenes. And 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 then uh, Andy was like, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work like we always make it work. Like if anyone, if there's any show that can like, you know, move past this, it's Vanderpump Rules. They've always had cheating yeah. scandals and everything like that. And they've always somehow figured it out. So I have faith. Andy has faith. I think I think something's gonna and if you guys aren't willing to film together, then you shouldn't be on the show. I just don't believe in this whole separate filming thing. Like I'm not here to watch two storylines that are parallel to each other. I need to see you all together. And if you don't want to be together, then someone needs to quit the show. Um, just a quick point on that. I read Sandoval's interview last week. He kind of like really put the blame on Ariana about her not wanting to film. And him being like, we've built this show. You've been on the show for seven years. How dare you just walk away from it all? And it's like, how dare you put her in a position to where she now feels like she has to walk away? Like, you, I feel like this, this this cast feels like nothing should deter you from wanting to film the show, even if I cheat on you after seven years of a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. she has the right to not want to film with you. But I still think that if you guys don't want to film together, Someone should be cut from the cast. I agree. And like to that point, a recent interview on two T's in a pod um, with Teddy and Tamara, they were interviewing Marisol and Alexia and filming is currently underway for Real Houses of Miami season six. And apparently Alexia and Marisol really don't want anything to do with Adriana and don't want to film with her. And they're like, I'm just not going to film with her. And then Alexia was like, it's going to make my job easy to like, just not invite her. And I'm like, and Teddy, I'm, I know y'all are, I know y'all hate Teddy. Hate. I'm sorry. She is absolutely right. The Teddy Renaissance is upon us. I've been calling this from no. the get go. I'm Teddy sorry. Read <laughs> it's it. The hate was always, and I've always said this on this podcast, the hate was too much. It was like weird. Like I understand when people didn't like her, but like the absolute vile hatred that people like showed towards her was just crazy. And she's been working her ass off on this podcast and she goes no like if you don't want to film with each other then you shouldn't be on the show it gets really aggravating as a viewer when housewives start like trying to pull the strings casting wise and she's 110 percent right here guys we have to give teddy credit where credit is due she's 110 percent right alexia is walking a fine fucking line for me right now i love alexia i love marisol but the way that Alexia acted in season five wasn't my favorite. Keep and then how she's them. continuing to act in girls trip and post season five going into season six. I'm concerned. I, yeah, she's Cuban Teresa. She's very stubborn. <laughs> um, and I think that she's gotten a little big for her britches. Um, I think she thinks that she's the star and that she can call the shots uh mind you miami is still a very young franchise you were canceled after three seasons right wrong or indifferent you guys were canceled this is you're in your revival era yes you are coming off two great rebooted seasons but don't get comfy don't assume that your mojito is fixed in place the show could be ripped off the air just as quickly as it was put back on and just because you're an og means nothing um they can chop you in an instant so I need Alexia to kind of like come back down to earth a little bit. A hundred percent. She's not the hot shit she thinks she is. Um, her performance on Ultimate Girls Trip, which we'll get into, was abysmal. Um, Poor. The most boring people on that cast. I don't know why she feels so safe. Um, invite <laughs> You need to invite Adriana over, mama. <laughs> like, we need to see y'all fighting. Yeah, it's because Adriana, like, rem- like, you've seen that clip, like, from, like, that first reunion where like Adriana's talking about Beverly Hills and she's like, if, if this cl- cast was six of me, maybe we would have the viewership that Be- Beverly I talk Hills about does that clip all the time. Cause it's true. It's true. It's absolutely, it's a hundred percent true. She basically said to those women after the, se- at the season one reunion, you know, cause they aired the same year Beverly Hills aired. And she was just yeah. like, the trajectories could not have been more opposite. Their show had like no ratings. Beverly Hills had all the ratings. And it's like, 
why didn't you guys get have the success Beverly Hills had in its first season? Well, the answer is besides Adriana, and I know a lot of people hate Adriana, and I kind of hate her too, but she's also really good TV, and it would be a huge mistake to get rid of her because absolutely you have at least in season one, like Larsa was just trying to look good, look cool. Like the, too many of those women were trying to look good and not be fun TV. Um, mm-hmm. I will give it to Larsa. She's gotten a little bit messier over the years. And I think that she does bring something to the show now that I don't think she brought in her original run. But I say all this to say that I <clears throat> think that they need to keep the drama alive and walking away from filming with someone is not going to do that. You know, it's not going to do that. And if anything, it's going to like take this away after another three seasons. If you do that, like, you know, like I'm like Alexia, like, we were all so happy for your return. I think when she came back and she realized like, oh, like this whole season, like season four is about my wedding, my mother's death, my like my rebuilding of my life, like the drama of my husband's death, like everything. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she's like the star, blah, 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 blah. And then season five, I was like, oh, my God, please stop. It just shows you how quickly someone can rise and fall. So you just got to be careful. Um, I will say about Teddy though, I think she's one of the worst housewives to walk the planet. I don't. I that doesn't mean that she's not like, like I'm I don't really listen to her podcast. I've seen clips. She's good at it. I think that that's where that's her lane. I don't think she should come back. I don't want her back on Beverly Hills, but I do think she's good at the podcast. And I think that you're you're right. She's good at she clearly held Alexia's feet to the fire in that interview. So I'm not like I guess like I don't hate Teddy. I hate, I didn't like Teddy on Beverly Hills. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. And, um, but, uh, she did film last night or like the night before. So, well, if they're going to let Denise back on, I really have no room to. So Reed, there's this segment that I've wanted to do on this podcast for a while now, which is like, we always talk about our hot takes and our unpopular opinions, but I want like a courtroom style. Like here's my dissertation. Here is like, what a b c why i'm right why the jury is gonna agree with me and let me prove to you let me get you on teddy's side i want to be like teddy's like lawyer like or like the unpopular opinions i love this we should like i want to be like segment because there's a lot of housewives that need to be like litigated like like vindicated like and i and i kind of always like tiptoe like i'll like have an opinion and i'll like say you know just like throw it out there throw my opinion out there like just to put my toes in the water and see the reaction. And one of those housewives is Peggy Sulahian from the real Housewives of orange County season 12. I think that she was unjustly hated as well. It actually like should have gotten a second season compared to like Emily and Gina, to be honest. I just don't have any OC knowledge, so I'll trust you on that. Um, but I love this segment idea. Cause like, you want a vindicator. I want a litigator, but you know, it'd be fun to have like a courtroom <laughs> style. You're her defense attorney. I'm her prosecutor. And then like, we like run an IG poll after and see what people think. Like, is she guilty or innocent? I, I think that would be, kinda... I think that would be so good. And I, Guil- I is have... she guilty of being a bad housewife or is she innocent? And we uh, it, that should be so that. Many... That should be what, what do you guys think it should be? Like, let us know in the DMS. <laughs> it should be Teddy, like, you could do it's about Bravo courtroom. Like, are they a bad housewife? Like guilty yeah. or not guilty? Teddy, Marlo, Adriana, um, Larsa, anyone that like is divisive, we could do. You know, it would be that would be such a fun segment. But she uh has been filming the Beverly Hills news. They're well into filming season 13. Um, Kyle had an event, all the women were there, I believe. Teddy was there, Kim. Uh, Camille, I think, might have been there. Camille, Denise, Teddy. Uh, who else is filming? Uh, there's a there's a few other ones. I mean, Faye Resnick was there. And then the word on the street is that they're coming for Kyle's marriage this season. I'm nervous, but optimistic. But I'm just like, this could either go season eight bad or it could actually be good and like work so like and then there's also a new housewife in the mix so there's that looks like there was some heated exchanges on camera so we'll see how beverly hills pans out this coming season um and see if it's like yeah that's it um 
But other than that, the Real Housewives of Dubai are filming their cast trip in Bali. That's some other news. The can the uh the cast kind of looks cunty. Is it, like it are, looks, there's new cast members? There's like three, at least at least two new women filming. And did anyone and get cut? Do we know? Just um Nina. Nina that was back, but everyone else just, okay. Just Nina. Um okay. so they're filming in Bali. So I I'd probably expect dubai to premiere late summer early fall i'd probably say so we've got atlanta coming up next then probably oc and then um roni because roni just filmed their promo shoot forgetting about the roni reboot i know it's coming probably in the summer too right so that will probably be like mid-summer late summer um and they just filmed their promo shoot um it looks like the promo shoot is like kind of like a black sequence kind of like look silvery like tones um based on like some of the housewives posting and they look good they look good i and i i I just hope that they bring the roni energy but so far like they look they look good they look chic they look like fresh um i'm i'm slowly letting go of like that you know the loss it's like been a while so i'm There's getting two more ways it can go zach they can either bring the ro- the familiar roni energy that makes people excited to watch this show and kind of confident in bravo's decision to reboot it but also i could see an equally successful approach where it gives you no familiar feeling to the old roni and yeah. only if it's good in its own way right because if it if it doesn't feel familiar and it sucks they're doomed. But if this, it feels like it's only related to Roni because the name is Roni, but if it feels like fresh, like the way the Miami reboot kind of felt, honestly, um, I think there's a chance that they could just carve their own path. What I want though, because I've been re-watching Roni and something that I love, there's like little things. There's just little things that like just make my serotonin level just like happy, you know, and it just like feels comfortable and like normal is I need that kind of like little sex in the city kind of jingle, like the yeah. kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of like vibe. And then I need a little bit of kooky, a little bit of kooky. Like it doesn't need to be like super dramatic, but I needs it to be like at least funny and kooky in New York. Like it needs. I know that's that's the thing. I like- need that. You know, it's a it's a double edged sword because though the women of the original Roni were kooky and a little problematic. And it feels like these new women might not be as problematic. They might be a little bit more, dare I say, woke. Um, but which but like you're not gonna have a Sonia being like, what did she do when she did the LGBT speech? <laughs> I've donated I've donated millions to the LGBT. You know what they say? Of dollars for the LGBT. I don't think we're going to have a a woman like that on this new. I hope we have something of that. So I was like worried, obviously, but then Mo um, has worked a a tad or he like met at his uh, job. um, Uba, one of the new housewives. And he was like, I work. I just like talk to Uba at work, blah, 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 blah. And I was a little worried about Uba. She just looked like too like sweet and like i hate when i can like see like you just look too nice to be on reality television and he i was like how was she and he was like bitch kooky okay kooky like what's that what's that uh clip from is it flavor of love or like whatever she's like crazy crazy bitch crazy yeah like (laughs) mental institution (laughs) crazy (laughs) bitch needs straight jack like a little bit of that and i will be a little bit more you know, I'm watching the early seasons of Roni right now, and like, I'm hoping we get an introduction like that, where it's like fighting about the fashion show seats, fighting about lunch with this person, and like etiquette here, and then building those relationships, and then later in the other seasons, getting into like the darker, grittier stuff. Not darker, but like yeah. a little bit more drama. You know, I'm hoping. um. So then, if we're gonna get Roni around mid to late summer, and then you said Dubai, probably late summer, early fall. I'm just kind of trying to think about the next year of Housewives. Then we're probably getting like Beverly Hills in the fall, winter. Yeah, and I'm thinking Potomac too, because Potomac's filming right now. Salt Lake. I feel um, like all of those kind of happen around the same time of year. Mm-hmm. And um, Potomac uh, news. Speaking of new Housewives, they also have a brand new housewife joining. Ooh. 
and she has a full-time spot. What? Which is is very interesting. Um, So her name is, I I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Neka Ahim. Um, She looks young. She kind of looks... She's kind of giving me, based off of like the pictures that I've seen, she's kind of giving me like a mix of like Ashley Darby and Candace. Okay. So I'm hoping that she has really good energy and I'm hoping that she brings a lot to the show because the show really needs it. Um, it needs a little spark, it needs a little freshness. But with that being said, Sharice Jackson and Jacqueline are not returning. So that means the friends of are 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 not returning from last season. And then also, if this woman, NECA, is coming on full time. That's eight full time women, unless they cut someone or demote someone. Maybe Mia's leaving. Do you think Mia? Well, I can see it going well, a few ways. I, I, well, I'd say your point. Well, I didn't think about that until now that you said maybe Mia because Jacqueline, which was the big story between Mia. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Because when we were predicting what we, what we, when this, when Potomac ended and we were, Mo and I were discussing it, we were like looking forward to the future and we were saying, you could bring Jacqueline on full time to have that really interesting drama with Mia. But if Jacqueline's not even in the picture anymore, that leads me to believe that Mia could also be a cut mm-hmm. or maybe like a Robin or something, because I'm, I'm thinking so pissed I'm, about w- the Patreon episode. <laughs> well, Cause I know for a fact that all of the women are returning. The ones that were full time last season to the capacity of what they're returning as, I'm not entirely sure. Right. Like but maybe I Mia's think the people, or maybe someone's demoted. I ha- I think that either Mia's demoted or um, Robin is demoted. My dream would be Giselle demoted, but I know that is not going to happen. At least not yet. But I think we're getting there. I think we're making progress. I do too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, wow, that's exciting. With, with that being said, that is. That's my- Now, let's get into our Vanderpump Rules recap. At the end of the day, I understand if you're mad. I am mad. I understand. I understand, and I and I and I don't blame you. You know what I mean. I, I don't blame you. It was super messy, and to begin on this foot isn't the foot that anybody wants to start on. I'm furious with Oliver for making me look a certain way, which is not representative of who I am at all. All right, let's talk about Pump Rules. Big episode this week. I feel like every episode has been big because. With this whole Scandaval thing now, we're all watching like intently, like we're like investigating, we're like looking at every sign, all the writings on the wall. And this episode, in my opinion, had so much little like clues where it's like my brother was downstairs, like I said, while I was watching it. And I was like, hobby. And I literally looked like that crazy guy. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme where I'm like, this is like this part here is this because of Sandoval and Scandoval. No, the, yeah, the whole, you know, we're like fully like, foil hat, <laughs> you know? After, yeah. Very, very that. Um, so we're back in LA. Uh, the wedding is over. All of that's over. And now it's like the aftermath of the wedding. Um, Reed, what are some of your thoughts on this episode? I loved this episode to your point. Um, we're just so blessed this season with not only is it what not only was it a good season to begin with, but then the Scandaval like adds such another layer to it. Um, this episode, I was really like, I, I was really homing in on a few things. Like there's a scene where Sandoval and Ariana are just talking and he's like, I feel like you're just always like not on my side. And it like, or that I annoy you or that you don't take me seriously. And she was like, no, no, I, you don't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in that moment, you know, I'm certainly not defending Sandoval for the choices he made, but I also am a big believer that there's always three sides to any story. There's your side, their side, and then there's the truth somewhere in the middle. Sandoval could have not cheated on Ariana, regardless of how unhappy he was. But I do think that no one cheats just to cheat unless they're like a serial killer or a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like, 
cheating comes from there's a root cause you're unhappy so he's clearly unhappy in this relationship this relationship has run its course they probably should have broken up already uh, they should have broke honestly i and i always say this it will never work if you guys are not on the same page from the beginning so like tom sandoval has always wanted to get married traditional have kids traditional and be like that kind of like person. Ariana has never wanted to be that traditional mm-hmm. housewife. She's never wanted to be that tra- it, it, from the get go. And it's not like she like hit it and it was like, I'm just keeping this quiet so that me and Sandoval can be together and blah, 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 blah. She has been very forthright with every intention that she has for life going forward. I mean, even in this episode when she's talking about like freezing her eggs or whatever, she's she's saying i'm not doing this so that i can like have babies one day like she's like i just don't like being like not being in control of like the body like like you know my if body clock, fail safe if know? she does decide to have kids like exactly she's got them saved exactly. yeah i don't know it just it kind of this that scene was really telling to me because it's like sandoval clearly feels like it's kind of the same situation that katie and schwartz were going through where katie doesn't feel like schwartz ever took her side like every yeah. time she complained about anything, Schwartz was so quick to be like, well, you have to see their side of it. Like your partner should not be that way. And Ariana is kind of like that with Sandoval, like just very quick to like play devil's advocate and like be contrarian to him. And in a relationship, I feel like that can only happen so much before one of the two starts to feel like, well, you just are never on my side. Like I don't feel supported by you the way I should. And I'm assuming yeah. this is probably where the infidelity really started and i'm i'm really not trying to blame ariana i just think that they are clearly not meant to be together at this point and i can see where the where it started to go off the rails is is how i I don't i don't blame i don't blame ariana at all if you're being forthright with someone that is entirely the other person's fault in my opinion sandoval should have been like you know what i love her as a person but this is just not going to work out in our future i agree because you know, like he should have been like that instead of going and having a seven month long affair with Rachel. Like, I just think like I've had the conversations already with like my boyfriend. I've been like, this is what I want in life. Like, like that I'm just letting you know, like I'm getting older. I'm like approaching my thirties. I don't want to have a disconnect. Say, huh? What did you just say, bitch? What do you mean? You, you kind of muffled it. You're getting older. You're approaching your what? My thirties. Okay, as someone turning 32 later this year, you can fuck right off. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like, but I don't mean that it's like I'm getting like old. It just means no, that like when, if I'm dating someone, I'm not dating you to just like fuck around. You know, like I want to settle down and like have a life together and everything like that. So like this is A, B, and C. Another thing that I've also said is like, in my relationship is like listen there's going to be times I'm a ranter. I have a podcast where I literally just go on and off about reality television and i'll just rant about a housewife for like an hour so like if i'm ever upset like i could be in the wrong i just need you to listen for like two seconds and just know what i'm saying and just know that i'm frustrated and then later on we can have a conversation where it's like but do you understand her side a little bit like or do you understand his side a little bit yeah we can have that conversation later but let me pop off really fucking quick and just go you gotta let him rant you gotta let him do it let me rant. So, and I think that with the Katie and Schwartz thing and like, it's, it's exhausting if you feel like the other person is playing devil's advocate every Constantly. single time. Yeah. Now question going back to season nine, which I know is a blur because it wasn't good. Didn't Ariana make out with either Lala or Raquel in the back of an SUV? And wasn't Tom kind of, wasn't Sandoval kind of like you, what you just did that. I don't know if that, cause I personally didn't watch. I feel like Ariana in line, but there was Ariana a season where hell made out and it was about Ariana being bisexual and Tom wasn't Sandoval wasn't very cool with it. Well, there was the season where like, didn't like, was it Ariana who ate Lala's kitty? That's what I'm it? mixing it up with. I think that was what happened. Yeah. There was a season where that, I can't remember what season it was, but there was that whole moment and everything like that. I just think that, Anyway, I'm just trying, the point I'm trying to get at is I think the lines were blurred in their relationship. Even in the yeah. in the teaser for next episode, we hear Sheena say to Sandoval, I heard you guys are open. And whether that's true or not, it's clearly that the lines are blurred. And Sandoval, I'm not excusing him. I'm just saying there is the perfect storm is here. 
you can see it yeah scenes together it's not out of it's not out of the realm of possibility that he strayed i can see yeah i well that's what i'm saying it's like it kind of feels like you know the writings on the wall in this whole episode and and it's just let's 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 get into this because this is actually like so crazy to me like when i was watching i just felt like my mind just kept exploding and exploding and exploding and i was like oh my gosh like if we watched this without knowing scandal happened like one we'd be on raquel's side like through and through we would be riding for that bitch like literally riding for her going at dawn raquel hive rise she'd be like the hero right now she would and it's it's quite insane but like the whole let's talk about the last half of the episode because that's where like everything that like, was really, where the like, drama was. that's where like it like blew up so like we have like garcelle we have a garcelle cameo we have her come in and sit down with lisa which i have constantly been saying on the podcast that this is like if lisa vanderpump is ever going to come back on beverly hills it's going to be because of garcelle yeah it's, like 1000 percent going to be because of garcelle garcelle is already becoming like a kyle kind of a bethany understanding how reality tv works and just understanding what the viewers want to see understanding how to like get that story moving right so like she brings her son on he makes out with raquel this man is still very much married right and so we have the whole like mistress debacle and everything like that what was so crazy to me is like one lala's intuition is wild and you can see also like Lala's intuition. You know who's like the dark horse of this cast? Allie. Yeah. This- she's actually very smart. Um, you know, James Kennedy no- doesn't usually pick the smart ones. Clearly. <laughs> but she's like, I-, I can see that she's she, yeah, she's got a head on her shoulders. She's she's clocking Scandaval guys like before everyone else. Like, yeah. she's like, I saw them at the Abbey and it was very weird. They were dancing. It was one in the morning. They're at the Abbey. She's clocking it. She tells like Katie and everything. So this, the ball is like starting to like roll. Like, and it's, I wonder if like it would have been taken as seriously. Like, I just, it's, it's so fascinating to me just seeing everything unfold and seeing and like everyone easy, kind of like. It's easy to understand why it was like the alarm wasn't sounded sooner because if that came from Allie, I think it would be easy for any of them to just assume, well, she's just jealous and insecure because Raquel is James's ex. So of course she is suspicious of Raquel for doing something. Like, I feel like because it was coming from Allie, it was easy to downplay it because it's like, Oh, you're just seeing what you want to see because you don't like Raquel to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, Oh, it makes sense that nobody, you know, took that more seriously at the time. And we're also seeing that like, no one's really like safe, like with this whole, like, like I, I, I never want to like always like put, I never want to blame women. Right. Like with Raquel and Sandoval, you know, you never want to just like blame the woman and like being like, Oh, she's, she's the whore. Like Katie's like Raquel's a whore. She's a fucking whore. And everyone's like, don't say that. Like, don't fucking say that. But like, there's certain situations where there are people like that that are like they don't care. Like they don't care about other people's feelings. And even like Charlie was like, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy, Raquel. Like the way what you did in Mexico was just and I thought that was a perfect way to like hold your friend accountable. That it, scene cracked me up, Zach. Sorry to interrupt you, but when she like tells she responds to Charlie and she's like, well, I'm not dating him if that's what you're getting at. And then Charlie's like, okay, thank God. And then it cuts to her confessional. And she's like, I mean, if Schwartz showed interest in dating, I would date him. Like she, that's, like, the, th- that's the thing. <laughs> that's the like, thing. That, that's, that, that's just as bad. Like it's no worse. It's no better that you're not doing it. If you would be doing it. Like, that's the point. It's like, that's the point, Yolanda. Like, you w- you will. Like, it, given the opportunity, and this is what, like, Lala was trying to say, like, a couple episodes ago. If the plate is put down, you have this eat. plate next to me. If she the plate eat. is put down in front of her, that bitch is going to eat it. Like, she she's going to eat it. <laughs> like, the bitch is going to fucking eat the plate if it's in front of her. If, it, if, if you take it away, if it's not in her sight, if you're not dangling the little, like, you know, she's like a little cat. If you're not dangling the little toy in front of her, she's not going to worry about it. He's the kid like, in the store, you, like unsupervised. You unsupervised. That's what it have is. A, a blue streaked mouth. 
after you and turn it's like around. This it's like this attention thing. It's like very like weird. And then so when she finds out about this whole the the gag is is that Oliver is still married, and after he made out with Raquel, he went home to his wife. You know, and he claims that he didn't sleep with her that night, but I think he did. I oh, think yeah. he did have sex with his okay. wife. And and notice how when she says when she calls him out on it, he's like, he doesn't deny it. He's like, I'm sorry for the things that I've done, but blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, this bitch is like full blown cheating on his wife. Yeah. I mean, on camera too, which is so shitty. And like Garcelle is such an upstanding person that I just can't believe that like her son is kind of the opposite. And I wonder how Garcelle feels watching that on camera, all that play out. I'm very Um, curious about that. But, you know, dissecting the Raquel thing real quick, you know, she came on the show as Jane's girlfriend. There's rumors that, you know, her friend brought her to that to Sir that night that he was performing just so that she could get on the show. Like this whole if if you if you believe the worst of if you if you like assume the worst in Raquel at all times, the story kind of makes sense. She only dated James to get on the show. So why wouldn't like every other decision she makes is truly based off like what's going to get her head. Right. So yeah. Sandoval. So, you know, she doesn't care about Katie. She'll date Schwartz. If Schwartz would date her as soon as Schwartz doesn't give her the attention, she moves on to Sandoval. Um, Garcelle's son wants to date her. Doesn't matter that he's married. She's going to do it. It's like, I don't really believe there's anything she won't do. Um, but because- I here's here's the thing, Reed, to your point of like, I don't think there's anything that she wouldn't do. I agree. And we see her kind of shut down Oliver, you know? Yeah. I don't think she would have left that date. I think she would have forgiven Oliver. I don't think she would have left that date if she did not already have an affair going on with Sandoval. Yeah, that's it. It's that's the thing. Like she needs somebody. And Again, irony, you know, she apologizes to Lala about calling her a mistress. They have that moment. And then it cuts to her confessional. And she's like, this time being single has really helped me like assess and learn and grow. And I just laughed at my TV screen when I when she said that, because it's like it was insane. It was insane to watch. You clearly haven't learned. You clearly haven't like you're like, it's just like the call is coming from inside the house, girl. You know, it was, that was the thing that was like so fucking mind blowing to watch when she was having that conversation with Ariana, uh, with uh, Lala. And then she was like having her confessional moments. She said, I'm not a mistress. I'm not, I'm like, you are quite literally actively being a mistress. And and guess what? The gag is, you don't know fucking Samantha. You don't know Oliver's wife. Okay. But you are friends with Ariana. Like good friends with Ariana, so it's just like those deleted insane. scenes they showed. Of oh my god, it made me like sick. It's yeah, it's very clear. I mean, we're we're the boiling point has almost been reached on Pump Rules, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens next. I think we're getting really close to the finale, you guys. I think we're getting really close to the finale, and I I cannot wait for this reunion. The last thing that I want to say about um, Pump Rules is that. I think um, a rumor that's been out in the press has been debunked. What was that? Um, that Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are dating. I think Katie Maloney is the dark-haired girl that's dating Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> that man that she brought to dinner is a Timothy Chalamet clone. Okay, I was going to say, where is this going? I don't think he's dating Katie. <laughs> Mo would have gotten my joke, Reed, because he's a Timothy Chalamet stand. Satchel, I was cracking up. And then the way that someone was like, and that's his real name, which makes it even cooler. I was like, no, that makes it worse. That makes it very odd. I'm very confused by this, but I think I just what was in like, the West this... Hollywood is going yeah, on? Yeah, I was, I was like, what is going on? This Timothy Chalamet looking man named Satchel. Satchel. <laughs> Satchel. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay. okay. A man purse? Okay. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for Pump Rules. That's all I've got for Pump Rules. I cannot wait for the fucking reunion. Um. Now let's get into the finale of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. When you were on the pool. And then the other night we went to the confessional and I'm super liberal. But you know, what always finished. has stopped me, what are my kids gonna think of me? What is the example yeah. I'm giving them? Well, I'm just surprised you know, you because you were married to a cartel member. 
So whoa, I'm surprised whoa, 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 that you would. Right, I didn't have children at the time. What the hell does the cartel have to do with this conversation? All right, guys, let's talk about this finale of Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip. This is going to be a very much a speedy round because, be guys, quick. I'm very, I was very underwhelmed. I, I, I actually was getting frustrated. I started getting like the frustration that I was feeling during Real Housewives of Potomac. And I'm a Salt Lake stand too, but I was getting the kind of like frustration that I was feeling with like the Heather stuff. I was like, if I have to hear about this fucking battle one more time, I'm going to fucking yeah. lose my mind. I'm throwing my TV out the window. Okay. Well, the bottle part actually made me laugh because it was like they, they tucked it in at the very last minute and it was like, oh, like I truly thought Giselle was making this all up for drama or that it was misplaced and just innocently lost and that it wasn't a big deal. And this whole time, so I didn't really understand that ending, though. So who actually stole it? Was it Heather and Whitney or was it Leah and Candace? I think it was Heather and Whitney. But then by the end of the the very end of the episode. Leah and Candace had it. They had it, but I think that they like found like they got it. And then they cut they cut to the scene. They they rolled the footage of Heather and Leah being like, no one checked the outdoor shower. And then that must be. So they hit it. Yeah, I think that they hit it. Uh, my my um, frustration is not necessarily with them doing a callback to the bottle at the end of the episode. I think that would have been cute in itself. Like, I think if not, if we did not talk about the bottle the last episode, and then if Giselle didn't bring out a fucking like uh, pictogram and chart with the bottle and did a full blown courtroom style, like I'm the judge and you know I'm sentencing, I'm the lawyer. I would have been fine. It was like so like if I was Candace, I would have been like, shut the fuck up now. Like you are like, I mean, I I'm not Candace and I was saying shut the fuck up now. Like this is it was exhausting. If they just did the little callback where it was like, and where was the bottle? Like, you know, like if Giselle didn't talk about it the entire episode and then Pepsi came up on that boat holding the bottle, that was really cute. I thought that was fun. I thought the ending where it was like, you know, Whitney and uh, Heather and they're like, oh, you should have checked the shower or whatever. That was fun. I'm so sick of Giselle. I'm really just sick of her. Yeah, this just really was a flop season. I am no, I am not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, you guys. I, I hate, I hate my journey with this season because I predicted it would be a flop. I said so on the podcast multiple weeks in a row. Then it aired and I ate my words and I was like, you guys, I was so wrong. It's the best. Then other people started calling it a flop about mid-season. I defended it. I was like, no, it's not a flop. It's got the best dynamics of any of them so far. Portia alone makes it better than one and two. I was riding hard for this show. And then an episode or two later, I was like, wait, I actually am so wrong. This is not good. It it was It was really not good. And I know that you said that Portia was like A plus for you and like one. But like for me... I loved Portia. I miss her. And I, I, I love her confessional moments, but like her with Giselle towards like the last half was like infuriating to me. Like, I was just like, you riding on the wrong team. You riding on the wrong team. You like, you know, I was like just very much that where I just think that Candace was like probably the best part for me. And like three of the most boring people on this cast finally decided to clock in but only for a split second in this finale episode, mm-hmm. Alexia, Leah, and Whitney, the three skinny white bitches. It was like a three on three. It was like a three-way fight. Um, And I was kind of like really intrigued for a moment. Like they finally, the three of the, you know what I mean? And then even yeah. that kind of just quickly fizzled out. It was just this, this season fell flat. And I, I'm a little concerned about girls trip because it's such a great idea. And I just feel like Bravo isn't, really putting the effort into it that they should be like i really think this ex wives club two and marrakesh was a mistake i really do i don't you think, think that, so i really don't think they should have brought anyone back a second time i think that girls trip should be new people every time until we at least get 10 seasons and then if you want to start recycling women fine but like I don't need to see Brandy again. I and I know you guys love her. I don't. I don't need to see Vicky again. Why is Eva back? She was not even fun to watch in season two. Um, fa- like, I just, I really think it's a mistake, you guys. I think that if you thought Thailand was boring, I'm really worried about Marrakesh because Caroline Manzo allegedly just wasn't even having fun and not even doing it. Like, I just don't, I don't even know what we're going to get out of that trip. 
See, I think it all definitely has to do with casting. And I think with the mistake with season three was too many dynamics that were so fresh with like this. And it made it like so long. Like this film, like last year, it filmed like oh, almost That's a, thing. a whole They're year too long to put them out too. Like, you know, you don't it, it, to wait until September for four. Like, no, it was in July. Yeah, it's just like that's like kind of crazy. I think the casting for season four is better than season three, but I think that it needs to, they really need to lean on the breaking the fourth well, uh, wall of like production from back in the day, like, or like the history. Like, I like hearing about like what happened in your season, what happened to this downfall, like, why did you get fired? Like, I think yeah. that need, they need to lean on that stuff instead of leaning on like making it like a continuation you know how kind of like with reed you're a nerd you understand this <laughs> yeah just go ahead and hit me <laughs> you you get the marvel kind of stuff right like they, yeah. they keep coming out with all these disney plus shows and now you kind of feel like you can't watch the movies without knowing what happened in the disney plus show yeah, and i feel like everything. i feel like with girls trip right now it's starting like especially season three it's like you had to watch salt lake season three and Potomac season seven to understand what was going on in girls trip season um, three. Yeah. And then like next season of Potomac, like is Giselle going to bring up the fact that Candace stole her bottle and girls. And I will, I will scream. Oh my gosh. I will scream. Please do not do that. Well, and like Heather and Whitney made up at the end of girls trip, but then we know that at the reunion of Salt Lake, which happened after that, they're not good again. So it's just like, you can't, it just feels like there's never like, I don't know. I, I just think with Girls Trip, they could. I, I like that we're getting two a year because they're short and they're easy to produce. But they're being like, we don't need one in March and one in November. Like, like they're too spread out and it's too long of a promo. Like, we have been waiting for this season three since they debuted the trailer at BravoCon last September. It was not worth the wait. That no. should have come out and if they were going to debut that trailer in September, it should have come out in November, you know? And like, then the trailer, the trailer didn't even, the actual trailer didn't come out till months after BravoCon. It's honestly and it filmed and it filmed in like July. It's like almost been like, or maybe even, I don't, it filmed a long ass fucking time ago. I don't want them to stop doing girls trip, but I do think that, you know, there are so many great fan-made cast lineups, and I just feel like they're never going to give us those casts. Like, Reed is like, they... get me into the production room and actually put some thought into these casts. Like, Reed is con- it... every every day retweets a new a new cast assignment. It feels for like a Andy or someone is like, mm, that's a little too iconic. Let's take out a few of those and put someone boring in. Like. Or is it true that they just can't get that many iconic people to commit to one season together? Like, why? It's just pissing have... me off that Sonia Morgan hasn't been on the show yet. That Sonya pisses me needs off. Needs to be on Girls Trip, and like, also, you know, I keep saying, stop sending them in pairs. That would really help too, because then we don't have to deal with this Candace Giselle drama, this Whitney Heather drama. Just send one housewife, and if she's lonely, if she doesn't know anybody, fine. That'll encourage her to make friends. Like, but most of them, but most of them know each other like know each slightly. Other. It's fine. Yeah. You don't need to it's go. It's fine. Throw them in there. Make like it like, buddy. make it, make it like fucking big brother. None of those people know each other and they make an entertaining show. You know, I like, it's gonna like, say, I think that is maybe not the future of ultimate girl strip because I think ultimate girl strip will continue to be what it is. But I think the future of housewife spinoffs now that they've seen what girls trip can do, you know, we've been asking for years for a drag race, big brother where it's just drag race contestants and a big brother setting. I could see something similar working really well with the housewives. Like what if you did a housewives edition of traders and it was just housewives playing the game traders. That would be Same so fun. Big brother. What if you I'd watch the fuck housewives out of that. playing yeah. the game, big brother. I think that they need to start doing things like that where it's like, okay, we're going to do like an ultimate girls trip style, like mashup. But instead of just sending them to a house for eight days, to like vacation it's going to be like a game a competition style game mm-hmm. you know i think that would be i think that would be really fun i think that the the season has definitely been abysmal really to say the least out. like it had it its started moments off so much pro- it started off with a lot of potential but it just like it, it fizzled out because i think that i think what made girls trip season two so good is that these women were foaming at the mouth for a chance at TV again. 
right? They had and they brought and they brought their A game. Where with Girls Trip season three, I feel like these women were fatigued. Yeah, I think that you know? the the trick is maybe having a theme. So like season one, it was just like, oh, who's iconic that we can put together. Season three was supposed to be dynamic duos, and that kind of didn't pan out because of Tinsley, but. Like season two being ex wives club, I feel like was a great, they need, they need some sort of uniting theme. I agree. You know, like ultimate girls trip singers edition. And it's only housewives who have had a music career. That would be, <laughs> you know, that would be like, so funny. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Marrakesh. We'll see what happens with the future of girls trip. And then we're getting this Roni girls trip with, which I think has the potential to be the best girls trip by far. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I just wasn't crazy. Yeah. But with that being said, that is our girls trip recap. Now let's get onto the Real Housewives of New Jersey. She had a cheer competition. She wasn't able to miss because she already missed one. If you miss two, you're off the cheer team. Listen, your daughter gets done with her competition. She could have made the Sweet 16 for one hour. She would have, but she was like in Pennsylvania. The same way when Gabriella has a soccer tournament, she can't make it to Gino's community. I mean, what oh are you Oh my God, you're it's always tip for tat. It's not, I have to come back older. with you with facts. What do you want to prove? That you'll go so low that you'll even say your niece is doing something wrong. All right, guys, let's talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. We are on the Ireland cast trip still. It's not nearly as iconic as the OC Ireland cast trip. Read, if you're going to do anything with OC, watch season 11. Yeah, I um, heard that's an iconic cast trip. But I heard Mark so say on Watch What Happens Live the other night that she thinks this is their best cast trip. It's a good, it's a good cast trip. I'm just like in my mind, I'm comparing the Ireland ones, yeah. but like it is. But la when I watched the episode, I was like, this is still a solid cast trip. Like, and it had like this episode. What I liked about it was it had like a lot of fun, and you know who? So much I, fun. So much fun. Whereas like the girls were just letting go. Teresa was having a good time. Dolores, like Jackie was. Jackie was being fucking fun. Like, say what you want about Jackie. Like, I thought this was a very good episode for Jackie. I thought it was like a good time. Um, I fucking and I cannot say this enough. I love Jen Fessler. I'm obsessed with her. I, I love, love her, her so much. Like that is my mother. I'm yeah. obsessed with her. This episode made me love her a lot. Like when she fell. Yeah, she was, was so like, y'all didn't see that. I was like, keep walking, keep walking. And the thing is, like, she's so pretty. Her confessional, gorgeous, like movie star level attractiveness. Like, she just is gorgeous, and she doesn't even really look like that in her normal day to day like clothing choices. But like in her confessionals, when she she really cleans up. Like, damn, run like red carpet ready. And you know what? So I saw a tweet saying like, what housewives would be on like. Desperate Housewives, and I know that you're on like a Desperate Housewives binge yeah. or whatever. I think that she would be like a great like on like that show, like but the yeah. kooky character. Kooky. But she, the thing that I like about Jen Fessler is that she kind of reminds me of like the old school Housewives, where it's just like a little bit like normal. She's like like if you look at her husband, her husband like they look like a couple that I would see in the fucking suburbs over like by where where I live. But right. she's like, like so she looks like your friend's mom. Yeah, exactly. And then she's got that like attitude, you know, and she's just yeah. like, she's just so laid back. She's so fun. Like, I love her. And then I also think that she's got like actual relationships with the group, you know, like she like fits in well. Like, I want to see that bitch holding. I wish Jersey held something, but I want her to hold like a fucking tomato or a glass of, you know, fucking red wine or a plate of pasta. I want her to hold something in Jersey because I think that she has way more to bring to the table than what they're like providing. And she's had like two or three confessional looks. She like, looks amazing. She obviously when she, filmed a lot. When she opened up about her marriage and her husband like cheating on her and how they separated and then she was just like, I had to go like this was our relationship and now he gets me gifts because like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I I, lo I just love like every aspect of her finding out that her and James Gandolfini like fucked like it's just I live I live for her. I live for this woman I can't praise this woman enough I love all the newbies I think Rachel and Danielle bring so much to the cast I like that they're kind of like not on they're fighting I like seeing like that sort of dynamic um I loved Rachel going I heard it's rat's blood yeah it's rat's blood yeah the <laughs> 
the rat thing makes me laugh. I think it's funny that in like Italian culture, like that's worse than like calling someone a cunt. Like I okay, but really in all re- why is it so Reed, like Reed, you haven't watched all of New Jersey, but every single season, Dolores says you could call us a bitch, you can call us this, but you cannot call a New Jersey person. And it wasn't rap before. It was something else before. And it's the time before that, it was something yeah. else before that. And or like, or should be selective. like, oh, when you talk about the kid, never talk about the, you know, she's like, she's like the mm. word according to God in New Jersey. You know, she's yeah. the one that says this is New Jersey law, like in section 1801 of the New Jersey articles, you know, like this is what it said. This is the rule. Um, and she always does that. But it's kind of like, you know, it's like a familiar like thing. It's like Dolores's thing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I really liked this episode because there was a, there was a healthy amount of fighting, but like you said, there was a lot of fun, which I feel like Jersey is kind of lacking. They're just like fighting all the time, and it felt like there was a lot of fun. Just I was laughing my ass off. They drank so much alcohol. Like I don't know if that was the editors just like showing the same shot over and over again, but the amount of shots, like my stomach hurt. Like I, I was, I, I was I, no, I me too. Blacked out if that was. Me. I was audibly. I was audibly cackling so many times. And then I, um, when I like, when this season started, I was like in the training of my job. So I would watch it like, you know, when I could, but I wasn't really like fully paying attention. I wasn't like fully all there. Cause a, I wasn't yeah. like taking notes for the podcast and everything like that. I completely forgot about the scene where Marge called Jennifer a disheveled drug addict. Yes, I don't me speak a about drug you. addict. You are nothing no, but a disheveled no. little drug addict. Okay. So yeah. disheveled little drug addict. Come By on. the way, that was a little harsh. I do apologize for that. Okay. That I'm you know, like, okay. That, that, was no, that was harsh. Can we bury that? Hey, that was vicious. I was pissed off. I could hit below the belt and things come out of my mouth that I don't always mean, but I'm not going to fight to the death about it. I can apologize and mean it, but the truth is she is disheveled. So I'm not taking that back because she smokes a little marijuana. And when they flash back to that, she's like, you're a disheveled drug addict. She is disheveled. She is disheveled. I thought that was hilarious. That was so funny because she's like, that was a little harsh. I'm sorry. And Jen was very like honestly surprised that Marge was apologizing to her. And then it cuts to Marge's confessional and she's like, well, I'm not taking back the disheveled part. <laughs> disheveled. It was just, it was this episode had like comedy. Like that's what I love. Like funny. When, yes. Like when um when Teresa was like, how much is in? They're like 80 euros. And she's like, how much is what is that in English? I'm like, oh my God, that is so Teresa. No, Teresa. You know. It really goes to show, like, she's so boring, though. I mean, really, Teresa did not have very... She doesn't give very much, and I feel like she doesn't talk very much. I don't know. I'm ready. I think that Jersey can move on without without both of them, Melissa and Teresa. And that fight in the Sprinter van, I'm on Melissa's side with that. You do not bring up a kid. I am on Melissa's side with that. I've been... um, I haven't been shy in saying that I've been kind of like Team Tree in this, like, feud, and Melissa, I think, needs to go. But, like, I see your point with, like, the whole, like, maybe both of them need to go. Like... I, I hate to I, I hate to say that because I get I get really nervous about them cutting OGs because I mean look at what happened to Orange County like look at like it's happened before where they've cut OGs and then it just didn't work so like I get nervous especially I'd say that New Jersey arguably is like the franchise that has like like Teresa is the helm of that show like we're like yeah, Atlanta I mean, like Nini was the face of that show like Nini was the face of Atlanta. Teresa is the face of New Jersey. And I feel like Roni didn't really have that much. And Beverly Hills, and they had a couple key players. I don't know. Like, I think Beverly Hills would feel really hollow without Kyle. I mean, I do too, but I don't think that Kyle was like the face of Beverly Hills. Right. Like Bethany was able to leave and it still worked with Luann, Sonia, and Ramona. Yes. You know, yeah. so it's not like, yeah, I feel like Teresa is a little bit more of a heavy hitter when, with the, yeah, with the Jersey cast. But I said this to you yesterday. I, I I think that maybe like the way to move forward, I agree with Maddie when she said last week that Teresa could have a spinoff show about her family and people would love that. Even if it's yeah. not very, even if not, even if there's not a lot of drama, like people just love her family. So like, I think that there should, you know, <laughs> she needs to go off into spinoff world with Louie and her family be off of Jersey and then I think Melissa could be demoted to either friend of Jersey or just also gone. And then I think moving forward, you keep your newbies and you you promote Jen Fessler to full time. And then you've still got Marge and Jennifer Aiden and Dolores, I think, that are able to bring 
some of that drama that you wouldn't be having otherwise. So I just think there is a way to keep this show going without Teresa and Melissa. And I think the sooner they... But I think there needs to be some kind of transition where like either Teresa or Melissa, one of them has to either stay on the show or they have to be a friend of. Like, I don't think like plucking both of them at the same time is going to do any favors for the show. I feel like it has to be an easy transition because people adore Jersey. Like people ride for that fucking show. Like the Jersey fans are Jersey strong, you know, like so... And I feel like Teresa is going to roll over in her grave before she allows like... Melissa to be on longer than she, like I think that like Teresa's whole I brought you into this world I can take you out I yeah. <laughs> Melissa uh, if if Melissa even like in my my pitch right was that Teresa go off and do a spinoff and be completely gone from Jersey but then demo mm-hmm. Melissa to friend of Teresa would never allow that I no. think it, I think it would have to be Bravo's decision Teresa has to be the last like, she needs to be on there at least one season without Melissa to be able to have her ego intact when she does leave you know like and we also yeah that 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 too but i think we also need to see that like what does she bring without melissa because we know that melissa can't bring anything without Teresa. we already know that we yeah. we, we we've been know that She's but but we need to see if Teresa can survive without melissa too and if it's like that relationship but overall i think that there's a new life coming into jersey and there's a lot of potential and i think you know there's room to grow i think i agree with you that there's new life coming into jersey but i'm a little bit more negative in that i think that they are in a they're at a critical fork in the road and i don't think they have a lot of room to make a mistake if they they have they have an opportunity to breathe new life into the show and keep it going for 10 more seasons or i could see this show being canceled in the next three years if they take the wrong turn I just don't know what, or I can see them getting the Roni treatment. That's what I think, especially will... especially if Roni, this new Roni wave, is successful. Yeah. So, so more to come on that, but I think this episode overall really shows us why Melissa and Joe don't show up to Teresa's wedding mm-hmm. um, with the Antonio of it all, Antonio of it all. So yeah, it's all it's all starting to piece together. But um, I love the episode. I thought it was really funny. Um, and that is our Real Housewives of New Jersey recap. Thank you guys so much for listening to this brand new episode of It's About Bravo. You guys know where to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at about underscore Bravo. We will be back soon with all three of us. Make sure you are continuing to DM us and follow the pages and talk to us. We love chatting with you. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Yeah.